0: it's me david webb and here's a highlight from today's show on sirius xm patriot do you remember when the kids in cages narrative was one of the biggest narratives in the national media when unaccompanied minors were being abused practically by the trump administration if as presented and true That's missing from the headlines, but the situation hasn't changed. As a matter of fact, it has been exacerbated and grown worse just on that issue alone. We're seeing record surges in illegal immigration when it comes to border crossings in two decades. We're seeing a growing humanitarian crisis, not just for children, but for all illegal aliens in this transitory path. To the United States. Then we see the next level. One where there is a underclass of people, albeit illegal, in the United States, who are becoming more and more a part of our society. And many issues that are attached to that. So rather than deal with a security and humanitarian crisis at our southern border, the Biden administration is focused on making sure we don't offend the left. The US code states illegal alien but the administration has, for example, ordered immigration enforcement agencies to stop using terms like alien, illegal alien, and assimilation when there's actually a term balkanization, which is what's going on in this country. They are balkanizing areas of this country with illegal aliens and their reinvigorated catch and release program. Former Acting DHS Secretary Chad Wolf uh, joins me to work our way through this growing and certainly deadly crisis in many ways. Chad, great to have you back on the show. Well, thanks for having me. I put a lot on the table there, and I know, Chad, it's the obvious people start with the children, but I think this humanitarian crisis needs to be referred to in the sense of the humans involved, grown men women children and what this does to a group of people you know we i i think i people know where i stand on illegal immigration on legal immigration what should be done to deal with it but from a human angle the biden administration are actually in my in my words abusing illegal aliens
1: Well, I think you're exactly right, and I think the message that we see from the Biden administration is one that's very inhumane, in my opinion, because they are incentivizing and encouraging individuals to come here to the U.S., where we know that uh, almost all of them claim asylum, but only 10 percent actually qualify for asylum under the law. So 90 percent of them have to return home to their home countries at some point in the future. Uh, And that's usually after they've established a life here in the U.S., uh, have begun working, perhaps even a family, that then they have to return home. So the whole process of encouraging folks to come here, knowing that you don't qualify under the law for asylum, uh, is a very inhumane policy. But it's one that the Biden administration keeps, um, you know, keeps advertising day after day after day. Uh, So I disagree with their approach uh, to the border, how they believe they are securing the border. Uh, and the message that they're sending uh, to all of these migrants.
0: Let's address some of the harsh realities of what's going on here. Uh, You know, the Biden administration at some point even said, well, it's a crisis. And then they reversed course on this. Their priorities are backwards. But what are some of the raw uh, facts that is not being reported in the media, including the people who work, our law enforcement community that works on this issue?
1: Well, absolutely. And, and the Biden administration doesn't want to call it a crisis, because if they call it a crisis, then they have to own up to the fact that they created the crisis. And so on day one of this administration in, in January 20th, in the first week of the administration, they rescinded a number of policies that were in place that were keeping the border under control and keeping our law enforcement officers safe. Um, and that's the migrant protection protocols, our asylum agreements, and Title 42, which allowed us to return individuals back to Mexico rather quickly. They reversed all of those policies, and so what you have now is you have some of the highest numbers, and you mentioned at the beginning of your your segment here, you have 172,000 illegal apprehensions in one month, in the month of March alone. You have 20,000 family units, or sorry, 53,000 family units. You have 20,000 Uh, unaccompanied children. And so when you talk about 2019 and you talk about the Trump administration and and the crazy headlines that we saw, kids in cages that you mentioned, David, I think it's important to keep in mind at that point in time, at the height of our crisis in 2019, we had about 26, 2,700 children in Border Patrol facilities. We know in 2021, they've had over 5,000 children in Border Patrol facilities, over 20,000 being held by the u.s government writ large and so this problem and this crisis is far bigger than 2019 and it's historic at this at this period of time
0: you know i think i've asked this question of every republican congressman i've interviewed and it's several where there are clear violations of existing regulations such as the detention of children 72 hours and now we have reports uh, of ten days, of weeks, of, of detention. Even on that point, the Republicans are not challenging the administration in court to keep this, uh, if nothing else, forefront from a legal perspective. What are your thoughts on legal yeah. challenges to the administration? And Chad, I I have not gotten a clear answer or a proper answer from any Republican congressman. <laughs> Well, I think it's a good question. What we
1: do know is we have a number of attorney generals uh, in various states, Arizona, Texas, Florida, and a few others that are starting to file lawsuits. Uh, We also have a a third-party group uh, that is filing some lawsuits, again, against the Biden administration, specifically as it relates to immigration law and the fact that they are not enforcing the laws passed by Congress and for a variety of other reasons. So I don't think, look, the other side, the Democrats, Uh, they have the ACLU's, they have these big NGOs that do this day in and day out and have been doing this for 20 years. We are certainly late to the game on that, uh, but it is occurring. There are lawsuits being filed, and, you know, probably the most high-impact one thus far has been from the AG of Texas, uh, Attorney General Paxton, where he got uh, a stay uh, as far as the enforcement of laws there in the the state of Texas, and I think it was a nationwide injunction. So, uh, pretty good track record thus far, uh, and I think it's, it's thrown the Biden administration
0: for a little bit of a loop. You know, I wonder about that. And you and I are often in, as I like to say, radical agreement on these issues, Chad. But let's turn to Kamala Harris. I, I wonder how much it shakes them, because the latest example is this almost campaign-like call with the Guatemalan president, Alejandro Díaz Matei. Uh, Mate or I think I've mispronounced that, but with the Guatemalan president. And what's offered, what's on the table? A $310 million check to address food insecurity in the region. Reality, when you go to a lot of these countries, over the decades that I've followed this, money goes in, special interest parties, corrupt or otherwise, officials, government officials or non-government officials, NGOs for that matter, and other organizations, Control the money. The flow rarely gets to the majority of the people. That's a primary issue. But offering money and food insecurity in the region does not address why people are leaving. You and I have talked about this before. We would like to see more stability in these countries so people can can work, can earn, can live. They love their countries. They're in desperate situations. To me, the Biden administration is merely deflecting because they want the flow to continue
1: yeah i think there's two things when we talk about northern triangle or we talk about mexico and the northern triangle countries right individuals there living there want two things they want security and they want stability and economic stability specifically and i think there are things that the u.s government can do to encourage that but it's it's a multi-year process it's nothing that's going to be solved overnight but until you enforce the laws on the border and you hold people accountable for illegal activity and behavior, it really doesn't matter how much foreign assistance or resources that you provide to country. Because if the border is open and they know, they know that they can come into the U.S., stay in the U.S., work in the U.S., and send that money back home, they're going to continue to come. You have to show them and you have to send a signal that the border is not open, that we will repatriate, we will remove, but we most importantly – there will be a consequence to the illegal behavior. Um, and until you do that, again, it doesn't matter what you do in the Northern Triangle, doesn't matter what type of phone calls the vice president has, as long as the border is open, you will see these numbers, these historically high numbers continue.
0: How much do you think from the, whether it's the Northern Triangle country, certainly Mexico and others, uh, how much do you think it is a factor that when illegal aliens come into this country, there is a flow of funds back to that country. And some of these are desperate uh, times for these countries. Their economies are in disrepair, to say it mildly. And from an interest point or a self-interest point, politicians uh, or the political establishment in these countries like that flow because they don't seem to want to do anything about it.
1: I think you're right. They certainly, you know, uh, when we talk about El Salvador specifically and, and to a lesser extent, Guatemala and Honduras, uh, their GDP is actually based on the remittances that they get from their foreign nationals here in the U.S. and that money flowing back to their country. So while they, wanna, they want more security and more stability, uh, what they really want at the end of the day is, is the ability for more and more of their foreign nationals to go to the U.S. to earn money to bring back. And whether that's illegal or legal, they'll talk to you about wanting legal uh, immigration to do that. Um, I think at the end of the day, they don't want to see the illegal migration patterns uh, because that hurts their country as well. So uh, they will talk to us or they talked to us in the last four years about more legal flows of that migration. Uh, But then that gets into a very difficult conversation here domestically, particularly in a COVID environment, making sure that we have Americans back to work as well.
0: Yeah, this is a very complex issue. Uh, You know, I know you follow this carefully, and obviously you speak to others within the law enforcement community. What's your latest feedback from those that are charged in this difficult environment with both protecting our borders, carrying out their mission at the same time now dealing with this influx? Yeah,
1: so... Uh, You know, the men and women of Border Patrol, uh, those law enforcement officers on the border are extremely frustrated. Uh, They're frustrated in their leadership. And in many cases, they have lost confidence both in their leadership at the department and in the White House. And why do I say that? Because they, they see on TV and in public statements that leadership saying that the border is secure, the border is closed, when it is anything but that. 172,000 individuals in a 30-day period came across that border. I don't know how you can say the border is closed. You see criminals, you see gotaways, you see a variety of things coming across that border. And the Border Patrol are not being given the tools and the resources and the policies they need to secure that border. Because I believe, you know, the Biden administration has made a political choice uh, to undo everything that you know, president trump did whether it worked or whether it didn't and almost everything worked <laughs> and so they are extremely frustrated um, they don't see an end in sight i've said many times the administration right now is looking to solve the capacity issue and that's the wrong approach if you build more facilities if you throw more resources at it that just means more and more individuals will come to the country illegally You've got to solve the problem on, on why they're coming, and you've got to enforce the law on the border as, as they come in illegally and send the signal that it's not okay to come, that you will be removed back to your home country in a very short period of time. Therefore, you don't want to pay the cartels and the smugglers and the traffickers five to six to $7,000 because you'll be right back home within a week.
0: Former DHS Acting Secretary and Heritage Visiting Fellow Chad Wolf. Chad, thank you. Uh, always appreciate your frank, straightforward input. All right. Thanks, Dave. We'll take a break. Be right back. You can join me live on The David Webb Show, Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east, on SiriusXM Patriot 125.